The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. to join us with an edition of How Does That Make You Feel? It's uh, a week late. There were some timing uh, issues last week, but Dr. Gans, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, the sun is shining. It's getting warm. Spring is in the air. I'm very happy, Jalen. How are you doing? It is. You know what, Gans? It is amazing, I think, for a lot of folks about um, the added hours of daylight you know start to finish you know it's Mm -hmm. just making a real difference and seeing you know the snow melting it really you know i know there's a lot going on but i think it's it's a real we really needed this right now i was gonna say the same thing you know like we you know thank god for you know small blessings right we'll take them Mm -hmm. with everything else that's going on right now so yeah for sure all right, you know, there's there's all sorts of little things that we can do to improve your mood, and maybe, you know, the, the smell of spring in the air is one of those things, but that's what we wanted to talk about today, a few little tricks uh, on, on how to boost your mood, especially if you're in one of those not-so-great moods, and, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Gans has four mind hacks he wants to share with us this afternoon, and, and the first one, I think, you know, I thought to myself at first, I'm like, oh, really? But I love this the more that I think of it um, practice 60 cele- uh, 60 seconds of celebration tell us about that <laughs> so yeah I've, I've thought of this I've had this concept for a while and I've taught it for a while as well um, I, I did it off and on for a little while but but for sure the last probably like two months I've just dedicated myself to do this every day and a huge huge difference in how I've been feeling honestly even though you know for many of us this has been you know basically the the belly of the winter it's kind of the worst part of the year uh, given the almost year of covid restrictions and all the chaos around that now and everything else right um and i've found it made it's made a a great uh change and and benefit to my life and my mood and so what that is is in the last minute or so when you get into bed it's just before you fall asleep Spend a minute thinking about things that you would like to celebrate, Uh, Mm -hmm. things that you've done, things that you have in your life, things you're thankful for, things you look forward to. And it doesn't have to be big stuff. It's really about practicing being in a state of appreciation, thankfulness, and a celebration. So when you're doing that, what happens is you plant seeds in your subconscious for happiness, for joy, for appreciation. And typically, well, I've found that I have better sleep. My, the quality of my sleep is better. I have more pleasant dreams. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel much more rested when I wake up in the morning. And, you know, sometimes, and, and many people have this, especially after you pass a certain age, you get up to go to the bathroom, you come back, and <laughs> you might have a harder time falling asleep. I do it then, too right um and yeah and and just just thinking about all the stuff that i'm happy for that puts me in a good space and usually i fall back to sleep but even you know worst case scenario even if i don't um i'm in a good space i'm gonna in a good headspace while i'm awake Dr. Gans, I think it's it's probably really important to to just reiterate again these these little celebrations or these mini celebrations 
don't have to be of something massive. It doesn't mean that you right. you got a job promotion or you <laughs> won the lottery or right, whatever. Right. I mean, these could be very, very tiny things that make you feel good that maybe you just need to give a little bit more love to. Honestly, and and really the tiny things are even more special because those are the ones we typically overlook. You know, winning the lottery or getting the promotion, that's pretty obvious, right? So it's a, it's, those are easy to celebrate. We're talking about the little things like, you know, I celebrate the fact that I have electricity. I mean, you know, I can hit the, hit the lights and it comes on. You know, the folks in Texas last week didn't. Right. Um, and so that's that's a really big blessing, something I'd be very, very happy for. Um, yeah. So you're right. It's it's not it doesn't have to be anything spectacular that you're celebrating. And the celebration doesn't need to be a parade. It's just it's just being in the state of thankfulness and, and happiness. Like, oh, you know what? This is really good. I feel really good about that. And giving yourself permission to feel it and doing it consciously and deliberately. And so if you do that at night, that's one thing. And then you do the exact same thing in the morning when you wake up. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of made a little deal with myself that I don't get out of bed until I've done this, right? <laughs> and so a couple times I've, I've been tempted to just jump up and get running. It's like, ah, oh, wait a second, yeah, no, yeah. no. And so I lay back down. I just kind of get, get myself calm. And then I think about it. I give, and usually I do it for more than a minute because i got, you know, lots of stuff to be thankful for. And then I get up. And that really has made a big, big difference. So you're bookending your nights. And you're bookending your day in the state of happiness, celebration, and thankfulness. Love it, love it. All right, so practice 60 celebration, 60 seconds of celebration. <laughs> number one for the uh, mind hack. Number two, and the way you think has so has so much impact on your perspective. And and this one is going to help you with that. Think for you instead of to you can you explain that for us yes yeah so we it's very easy for us all from time to time to be in a bit of a a victim headspace do you know what i mean um there are things that come up that we didn't plan for we didn't you know want or ask for in our lives and so it's very easy to feel like a victim like something is happening to you Mm -hmm. and i i encourage us to play with a different way of looking at this, a different lens. Um, I I, I encourage us all to think about, can we look at this as for me instead of to me? There's lots of things in life that when we're going through them or at the beginning of them, they seem awful. Mm -hmm. But when we have a bit of distance from them, and if we've done the right stuff, have the right support, been able to get through them in a healthy way, we look back on some of these experiences and recognize that they actually helped us grow in a very significant way. And in many cases helped us um, either develop skills or meet the right people or do different things that, that improve our lives. I've had this particular experience many, many times in my life. Actually it was, um, I, I was uh, kind of, I was, in a med school, a medical school in the Caribbean at one point in my life. And the things didn't go the way I wanted them to go. And so I chose to leave and I was trying to get into a different school. And I ended up going to graduate school uh, in the States for psychology. That was not my first choice at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt quite depressed for a long, long time. And then when I ended up going there, <laughs> I started taking some psych courses. I realized, oh, you know what? this is way better. I actually like this way better than I liked medicine. <laughs> and I met my wife there. 
And so the wow. very thing that I was complaining about and fighting against and got depressed about was the very thing that changed my life profoundly in a positive way. So what I'm saying is sometimes we don't know, but if we can have this openness to things happening for us instead of to us, one, it takes us out of that victim headspace, but it also opens us up to see how we can make this particular experience, whatever it is we're going through, even the sort of chaos and uncertainty of COVID right now, um, how can we make this work for us? And it just opens that up so that the creativity can kind of come in and we can find our way through this a lot easier. It's got to be exhausting believing you're a victim all the time. It, it just, I mean, the, just the negativity that just must mm-hmm. fill you. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's got to be difficult as well to pull yourself then out of it if you've been in there for a long time. It is. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Well, we, we get good at what we practice, right? <laughs> and so um, when we practice that negative headspace, that negative way of looking at things, that's, we, we get better at it. It's easy to think of that, think of everything, see everything through that lens right but you know just like that you know practice makes perfect in that sense practice even though it's difficult at the beginning even though it feels like it's not true even though you know it might seem too simple practicing looking for ways to see how you might make it work for you that also becomes a habit and that also becomes easier and easier to do and after a while it becomes automatic right so you can think of yourself like a gold miner you know, the gold doesn't come out in bricks, right? I mean, you got to yeah, yeah. go through a lot of sludge and all sorts of stuff to get the nuggets. And, and, you know, but there's gold there. And there's enough gold to make all the slogging worth it. And, and so if we, if we understand that, or, and it's not even understanding, it's remembering it because it's just the truth. When we remember that, it makes the slog a lot easier when we know that there's some good, good stuff to find in the end somewhere. How does that make you feel? And we're talking about a few mind hacks that will help you stay happy and balanced. We talked about um, practicing 60 seconds of celebration, thinking about for you instead of to you. And I really, really like that one. And it's tough to do, but I really, really like that one. But talking about practicing positivity and one of the ways uh, to work towards that is you know building a positive vocabulary so gans what does a positive vocabulary sound like <laughs> well let me, let me give you some context on that so um what researchers have found is that the majority of people um have four times as many words for negative experiences as they do for positive experiences. So that's four times the words. Since we think in words, since we think in language, that means our thinking is typically four times more negative than it is positive. So we can switch that around, like we said in the last segment. And practice makes perfect. The more you practice, the better you get at it. So if we can start to have a different, a more positive vocabulary, we can actually start to think in a more positive way, and then our moods actually follow the way we think. So uh, when most people, and I, I've, I've been guilty of this as well, hey, how you doing? Oh, not bad, right? How, mm-hmm. How's the day going? Oh, it's, it's been pretty, you know, it's been, no, it's been okay. And those, you know, we, we tend to um, describe even even how our body is feeling in terms of, well, I'm not feeling pain here. I'm not feel, feel anything there, right? So, but if we can start to think about what is there instead, 
if 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 there's no negative stuff, what would be there instead? What would be positive that we can we can say? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. My body feels mm-hmm. wonderful. I feel alive. I feel energized. I feel free. I feel light. Right? How's your day going? Excellent. Did this you know what I'm saying? Even if you're not feeling it. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, I do, and we've talked about this before. I think it's important to tell the truth, right? Not you went out to lie, but there may be some part of you that feels okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it depends where you want to put your focus. And we're actually going to talk about sort of the the triangle in the next segment here, right? Mm-hmm. But but um, but yeah, I think I think if you look for the things that are working well. And focus on that, but develop the the language for that. It does actually help you to generally skew skew things in that positive direction. <laughs> you know, Gans, I have to say, sometimes you run into people who are just constantly so cheery and so positive, <laughs> and you just, you know, I'm just going to say it. Sometimes you just want to, you know punch them <laughs> like stop it like it's <laughs> and, and i don't know if it's because you know you're you're not feeling that way or you wish you could be or they're just so chipper and you're like oh come on um but yeah it's i'm just being truthful well, no no and i i know I, I i'm hoping i'm not one of those people but <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> but I, I know what you're talking about because i've run across those people as well but you know i think i i'm not sure if it's the positivity that's irking you I think the irksomeness is more, in many ways, this feels artificial, right? Yes. I think yes. this is. I think this is more what people react to. It's those yeah. people that are always like over the top, all this energy, and you yeah. know what I mean. And Nailed it. like, right? And I think it's more. It's more the fact that it doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. That people are, you know, that doesn't sit right with people, right? Because I look at you're right. But not every day is going to be perfect, and it's okay. It's like you know what not doing great today but i had an awesome day yesterday right or today yeah my back's kind of hurting me but my feet feel feel good right whatever it's okay it's 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 okay to tell the truth but i i think the point of what we're discussing here is be more conscious and mindful of the language you typically use because i think typically most people will use more negatively geared language, more negatively geared words mm-hmm. without even knowing it. But but what that does is it, you know, it just keeps us in that sort of, that like you know, purgatory almost of our mood, right? Where we can't really be as happy as we could be and we're sort of just surviving, right? And we're, we're built as humans to do more than survive. We're built to thrive. All right. So, Gans, before we run out of time here, uh, hack number four is work the triangle. What does that mean? <laughs> so, we tend to think that um, your thoughts produce your feelings, or then you have some actions, or we have some feelings that produce our thoughts and produce our actions. But so, it's not a straight line, it's actually a triangle. And each corner of that triangle is thoughts, feelings, and actions. The thing is, everything interacts with everything else. Your thoughts help you control your actions. Your feelings help you control your thoughts. All these things interact. So anywhere we make a change on that triangle, any one of the corners that we want to make a change can help change the other two, help influence the other two. So if you're if you find that your mood is bad, right, and you're thinking you're caught in a loop, which many of us get into from time to time. 
Well, you're not going to be able to make direct change into either one of those, those places, but you maybe can change your actions. If you were to sit up straight, if you were to take on the posture of somebody who's in a better mood, if you were to force yourself to smile, uh, you know, not like a robot that scares people, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't be creepy. Uh, but, but you know, just, just practice, you know, by yourself. Just practice making the face of somebody who is in a good mood. What you'll find is you can start to influence the other two. There was an, easy, there was an interesting study I, I heard about um, a while back. They had people rating their moves, and, you know, people rated around, you know, it's kind of neutral, six or seven. Then they took half the group and had them practice smiling and had half the group and had them practice frowning. And they told them that they were studying their facial muscles and seeing how, how things would work in their uh, face and how they could fatigue their muscles. After 10 minutes of this practice, they uh, asked them to rate their moods again. Well, the smilers all had much better moods, and the frowners actually went down a, 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 a number or two, and nothing else changed. All they did was pr just practice the, the, the facial expressions of somebody in that mood. So we know that this actually works, and it's a, it's a really kind of cool way to be able to make a change when you kind of get stuck in this vortex of negativity or, or sadness or depression. Lots of great things to think about once again. Thanks to Dr. Gans Ferentz. And, and, and uh, how does that make you feel? The four mind hacks. You can find out more at his website, askdrgans.com. Gans, thank you for this. We'll put uh, plans into action here now, apparently. <laughs> uh, right on, right on. Well, thank you so much, Jalen. We'll talk to you in a few weeks, I guess. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you so much. Dr. Ferentz joining us with How Does That Make You Feel?